Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Most people will, will pursue the absence of a negative over the presence of a positive. Freedom from, focusing on freedom from, is a less mature, I would offer, way of looking at freedom rather than freedom to. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Today's episode is an excerpt from the live course Open to Excellence that I've been teaching in the weekly webcast. What's the difference between pursuing the absence of a negative and pursuing the presence of a positive? The distinction has the power to change your life. What if you're so concerned with pushing away bad that you're not focused enough on the good? Many people live their entire lives needlessly stuck in this kind of survival mentality. Thanks so much for listening. Let's dive into the conversation. Welcome. Take a deep breath. You're going to need it. Digestions from this last week. Questions, comments. What have you been learning? What have you been not learning? What do you want to learn? but some part of you is stopping you. What's happening with you? I was surprised at how easy it is to say what I don't want to be, but to find the specific of what I actually did want to be, the inverse of it. And what do you, why do you think that is? I don't feel like I've gotten to the bottom of it. I don't know. Hmm. I think sometimes... Because I think of your light and shadow analogy a lot. So I see the shadow, but then I know what's... The, the light side of it. So I want to figure out how to fix the shadow without losing the sometimes benefits and I get sometimes a little... Sometimes benefits of what? Well, I realized what I don't want to be is somebody that feels like I always have to prove myself. But I'm not sure what type of person I would be that let go of that. Mm. Did you guys feel that? There's this opening out kind of dynamic? I don't, I, it's an, I don't know. There's, you know, content and context. You can say, I don't know. And it can be a, a reductionistic downward closing. I don't know. But that was an, I don't know that goes like that. Now that's an, I don't know that we're conditioned to think is not helpful. But that I don't know is the path to knowing. Who would I be if I didn't have to prove myself? That does something. We're not conditioned to think that sitting with an uncomfortable, wondering question does anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get you good grades in school, does it? <laughs> Hannah, where's your paper? Well, I didn't finish it, but I spent half the uh, last week pondering it deeply. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, you get an A. <laughs> no, it doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that inquiry is important. Go ahead again. Um, Hannah, have you uh, um, found out where your your personality type or um, how maybe you, how that might affect how you relate to goals, uh, the, the things that you do want rather than the things that you don't? 
like a Myers-Briggs personality or just in general? Um, so one of the things that I've been um, kind of studying is the Enneagram. So it is kind of uh, maybe a superset of Myers-Briggs, I guess, perhaps. Something that I've been working on personally is sort of diving into that and discovering more about myself and then learning that the goals that I have actually kind of align with my personality type. And that uh, has started to um, allow me to understand my motivations for for having them in the first place. I've only taken the preview of the Enneagram. I haven't done the full test, but it's on my list. So thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, I, I, I second that. Let me say a little bit about what you brought, what you're bringing here, Hannah, and thank you. It is easier, I think, for most people to know what they don't want than what they do want, and because of that, a lot of goal setting exercises will start with "What don't you want?" because it's easier, it's sort of a nice ramp into that exercise. But that it's easier for us to say what we don't want rather than what we want, while true. I invite you to find it disturbing because it's a, it's a real human condition problem. Most people will, will pursue the absence of a negative over the presence of a positive. Think about that for a second. In fact, most people will identify happiness as the absence of a negative rather than the presence of a positive. If you ask someone like, what would make them happy? A huge portion of people will say, I don't want to have to worry about money. And unpack that for a second. They're not saying, I want to have X amount of money so that I can, which would be a freedom to thing. They're saying, I don't want to have this bad thing that I have now, which is a freedom from thing. Freedom from, focusing on freedom from, is a less mature, I would offer, way of looking at freedom rather than freedom to. It's not a good-bad thing. It's just that freedom from is on the way to freedom to. It's just on the way. If there's a lot of bad in your life, then maybe that's just real for you that you, for whatever reason, or for that reason, you're more focused on getting rid of the bad than having the presence of the good. That's normal. It's hard to dream when you're having to think about your next meal, right? What would happiness be? Not being hungry all the time. That's fine, right? But get that that's a lower order of human fulfillment. It's freedom from hunger, not freedom to have whatever food I want. So there's, there's nothing... It's not that one is better than the other. One's just further. It's, it's, um, it's a higher order. So there's no problem with that except for when you get stuck in it. This is an artifact of the survival mode. Most of us have experienced some kind of crisis or survival mode in our lives, whether emotionally, spiritually, mentally, financially. And then what happens is we grow up and you're in a position to dream big. You're in a position to pursue freedom too. You've met the criteria. You've got a stable life. You're not having to worry about your next meal. Yet we're, we get stuck in that survival mentality. Most people don't even think about freedom too. They're just, you know, I mean, ask 100 people what success is and you won't hear a lot of freedom too. 
Joseph, ask people what they would do with their life if they didn't have to work, parentheses, and you can't say travel. Well, what would that be? Do you think that's because we are... Because I, I relate with that as well. So do you think that's because we're basing the things that we don't want to be off of our experiences in life? Yes. I'm just thinking through that, and it seems like most of those would be based in within a negative experience. Sure. There's a very practical piece to it, as there always is, right? We're adults. We're practical. We've got to make things happen. We've got responsibilities. And so the, practic- the practical aspects of it is like, well, X happened last week. Well, I don't want that. You know, I got divorced two years ago. Don't want to do that again. No, uh, don't want this, don't want that. So the part of it's just the wisdom of experience. You know, when you're 12, you don't know a lot about life, and and then you know life starts happening. You start doing it. You start to learn about what you do and don't want. And a lot of it you learn through trial and error, and you learn like, well, that's the last time I you know mixed liquor and beer in one night. <laughs> don't want to do that again, right? Most of us learn that through experience, even though somebody told us beer before liquor, never sicker. But you, somehow you got to try it out anyway. It seems like a good idea. So but there's another piece of this that I find really interesting about why it's easier for us to think in terms of what we don't want rather than what we do want. And that is the nature of how the mind works. The mind operates through the principle of resistance. The mind operates in the realm of this and that. This is this, that is that, this is not that, that is not this. This is an iPhone, it is not a smoothie, right? My mind makes that distinction so that I don't do this and I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> That's what the mind does. It's always saying this is this and that is that. So it it operates based on the principle of no. Now, no, we assume we we associate it with a negative, but it's not necessarily negative. It's just not that. This is not a smoothie. Useful distinction. And this straw is shorter than that straw. This straw is not longer. And that's a not thing. That's how the mind works. Mixing beer and liquor is not something I want to do. Not that. Worrying about money? No. Don't like that. Better get more money. So it's useful. But because we tend to live so mind first, we forget about the other piece of the equation. The yes. Radical forgiveness. Inclusion. Moving through differences. Being able to work with people of radically different beliefs, values, histories, experiences. That's, that's a radical inclusion. So the mind is capable of really precise no's. This is not that. Look at science. Right? There's how many different elements now? 116, 200, I forget. Hundreds, right? Hundreds of distinctions. Well, this contains this, 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 and this. But this is a little bit different. This contains this, 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 and this. This molecule is actually the same chemical composition, but it's organized slightly differently. This angle is a little bit different, so it has different properties, right? That's all mine. This, not that. This is different. This is different. This is different. Breaking things down into more and more pieces. 
electrons, protons, and neutrons wasn't small enough. Now it's even smaller than that. And they can do amazing things with that. But you can't bring people together with that. You can't move people to returning to respecting each other after one person wrongs the other. That doesn't happen by going smaller into the details, right? It happens by going bigger into, hey, to a couple who's fighting, for example. How did you guys fall in love with each other in the first place? Well, I don't want to talk about that. He did this, she did that. No, hold on a second. What do you like about each other? What? Why is all this really worth it? That's an opening out dynamic. That's not about making more parts. It's about making less parts. It's um, the founder of Aikido, Morehi Ueshiba, used to, uh, he wrote about, um, he would have dreams and visions of a sword so sharp, it cut things together. I love that idea. It brings tears to my eyes. That was, that was how love lived in him. And he had this incredible sharpness that, you know, he was a, an amazingly accomplished martial artist and a warrior. All four foot 11, 150 pounds of him. The guy was a rock. But he saw things uh, as needing to come together. His vision for Aikido was to make the world one family. So we live in, we live in a confused world where how do, you, how do you put these two things together? The, the ability we all have with our minds to divide things into so many parts. Nothing looks connected to anything else. But also understanding. I mean, you could start with just the understanding that everything is connected to everything else. None of us exists without oxygen, right? That's obvious. Take the oxygen away and we're gone. A tree doesn't exist without the earth. So when you look at a tree and you see a tree as being separate from the earth, that's how your mind sees it. The tree is in the earth. The person is in the space. Is the tree in the earth? The mind sees it that way. The tree and the earth is no difference because one doesn't exist without the other. And that's not just a mental concept. You can start with that in your mind. But if you practice, you can start to see these things as together. It's another way of looking at reality where there's, there's actually no difference between one thing and another. It's just as true as this being an iPhone and this being a smoothie. On another level, they're the same. All the molecules in between, they're all vibrating together. Neither of them are actually solid, even from a scientific point of view. They're made of more space than anything else, even from a scientific point of view. We don't experience it that way. So that's a long and hopefully somewhat interesting way of explaining why it's easier to think in terms of what you don't want than what you do want. Because you're stuck in your mind. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.